Welcome back to The Vibe, guys. Today, I am so excited because I have one of my very good friends here, Christina Chapman. And when I say here, I mean virtually. And she is the girl behind one of my favorite clothing companies, Brownlee. I first found Brownlee in the Hamptons at Blue One. Shout out to Blue One. And what turned out to be a little obsession turned out to essentially me needing to become friends with the designer, Christina. <laughs> and owning every single color and making every single family member of mine essentially wear her clothing as well because what it stands for is just something so beautiful. You know, I I personally see Brownlee as standing for equality. Um, my boyfriend and I both wear all the same sweatshirts. We are both the same size. So, you know, with that being said, I think with the thought of equality, what Brownlee really shows is quality and love. And I think that that's something really special. And that's not something you get with every brand that you wear. And that's something that's totally okay. But there's something different about Brownlee. And that is also how Christina and I started vibing and meeting. And this is a relationship, I like to say relationship, of like a year now at this point. So I've really gotten to know you and gotten to know the brand, which is why I love it so very much so with that being said christina i want you to tell everyone about yourself hello vibe family thank you for having me lex <laughs> i'm so happy to be here um sitting here in my atrium in nashville and so cool. you know it is fun having grown our, our friendship the way we have and you know going from a virtual relationship to um you know doing yoga classes together and, and you being a client of mine and vice versa. It's, it's always so special to grow a friendship in that way. Um, you know, I am from Nashville. My mom was born in New York City, which is why I've spent so much time um, in, in New York as well as Southampton. Um, and my grandfather moved our family back to Nashville when my mom was going into high school. So that's sort of where um, Nashville and New York meet in my story. Um, so I, I went to Vanderbilt university right here in Nashville. I didn't go far. And as I'm sure you know, I love this town and Vanderbilt's such an incredible school. It, it sort of felt like a no brainer. So, you know, that's a, that's a little bit about me. You know, of course I have a myriad of things to tell you, but I'll let you dive in. Great. So clearly you are a very creative human and I know your grandfather is a major part of your life and a major part of your brand. And how did you want to design a brand that was not only of great quality, but also that vibed with your family's viewpoint of comfort? And I know that's a deep question, but when something is revolved around someone you love, you kind of have to ask that. Absolutely. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but even when they stumble on pronouncing Brownlee, it's it's so funny. Some people say Brownlee. Um, it's actually named after my grandfather, Brownlee Curry. It's one full soup of a word. And um, he actually was the most impeccably dressed human that you would have ever met in your life. Um, there was seldom a time where he didn't arrive somewhere in a blazer with a beautiful silk pocket square with one hand delicately hanging in his pocket. Um, to say he was a style inspiration to me and my family and my cousins is really an understatement. Um, he always had a camera around his neck, a film camera. And uh, before he passed, you know, I spent the last five years thumbing through his film photography. And that made my ability to transport back to a time where garments were simpler and, and made better. Um, 
it made it that much easier to connect with the inspiration and the, the heart of the brand. So, um, but you're not wrong. I have always been creative. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, kind of did, did the theater thing full force. Um, I went to the National Theater Institute at Northwestern's program when I was in high school. And I had no, I, this is all new to me too, guys. So I literally didn't even know this at all. So this is oh my brand God, new it news. It was the most incredible program um, up at Northwestern. And there was something like 5,000 applicants. And there was 200 of us that uh, stayed up at Northwestern. That's amazing. Anyway, that was incredible, but that was sort of my creative outlet until I um, handmade a line of jewelry when I was 17. I collected, like, semi-precious gemstones and, like, really thin gold wire, and I handmade pieces, Um, and then I sold them at a little trunk show, and obviously, with my mom's uh, guidance, she said, you know, maybe you should pursue this in some capacity, And so I actually had fallen in love with a pair of earrings that my father had given her. And I sought out the designer and asked her for an internship my junior year of high school. Wow. So that turned into what I ultimately did throughout college and as my first job in L.A. That's amazing. So, yeah. And that I won't even get into because what I really want to get into is Brownlee. But I think it's amazing that 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 is where your story was. But I need to know something I mean, I feel I know the answer to this, but I want to hear it from your lips. What is Brownlee's mission statement or like the general vibe you would like people to think of when they hear of your brand? Yeah. So, you know, I didn't want to sound like a computer or like I was reading something off of our site, but essentially um, what I love to emulate is that we're a brand inspired by times past right. while actively, you know, while actively driven by a passion for beautiful, timeless, American-made products. Well, that reminds so, me a lot of your grandfather. Like, absolutely. just being super timeless, cool, effortless. Like, I mean, he was the epitome of class. And, you know, so growing my brand out of those values that I held dear has created a unique company profile. So, um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the documentary The True Cost, But um, after watching that, I implemented um, small batch production, you know, dialogue with my team. Um, We have limited quantities of production runs until we know what product sells. Um, You know, we're not following the commercial fashion calendar. So, you know, that has been, oh my gosh, I think I just went into. No, you did, but that's totally fine because we'll get right back to that. That that literally was a great segue because we're going to get into that anyway. But, but what, going, I want you to get back to that answer. Sorry, just your, sorry, of, back, just, of just your vibe, of just your vibe and like what you want people to think of when they hear about your brand. Right, right. Sorry. Hear or feel. Right, no, no, it's so fine. Don't even worry. It happens to me every day. So, you know, but, but growing... But back to what I was saying in terms of growing my brand out of values I hold dear, you know, so we have, um, you know, unique color applications, meticulous attention to fabric quality, um, a sense of inclusion that makes you feel like you're a part of a family and not Mm -hmm. a sales deck. You know, it's important for people to feel heard in terms of the products that they want. And combining these elements um, sort of brought forth the essence of the brand by providing beautiful basics that host a lifetime of beautifully curated experiences. Absolutely. You know, I, 
I can't tell you how many friends at all hours of the day send me photos. Of- Including myself. I'm fully guilty of this as I'm like staring at her in the screen being like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's the best. You know, that is, that is what I want. I, if I could hug every single person that buys one of these products, I would, but in, instead they just put on one of these garments and they feel whole and they feel good and they feel like they contributed to something that's real. And I know that every single time. And that's, what's valuable to me. 100%. And guys, like, I'm going to say this a hundred times, but Christina is just such a vibe and like such a like light and lover beyond belief, but we're going to get back to the brand because I could go on about you forever. (laughs) So what makes Brandly so unique and how does it differ from other brands in that category of comfort? And also, I need to know, and we're not going to talk about COVID yet, but what did you think when this whole tie-dye trend happened? Because you were the first to do it. And I'm not saying you were the first ever. I know we all did it, like, back in the day. But, like, you had been doing this, like, a year ago when no one was, like, really buying deep tie-dye things. And now everyone, not, there is, you could walk down the street and be like, I'm going to see someone wearing tie-dye. Absolutely. Um, so I have a, a few fold answers to this, but you know, I sort of said, my God, when you said what makes Brownlee unique, um, you know, from the fabrics to my team, um, where we operate in Nashville to our basic mechanisms. Um, you know, so I started by a lot of brands <clears throat> ultimately design a product and then find a fabric that matches And what I did was I went out and found the best fabric and designed a product around it um, because that's what people connect with when they, you know, enter a kinesthetic space of feeling and and wearing. Absolutely. Um, And also, guys, I want you to know I literally own every color of everything and that this is what I get my family members. Like, that's just how comfortable and, like, soft it is, like, for any age, any human being. And I don't say that lightly I say like very seriously with like a lot of umph I know I don't have it right now but I really say it with that these these fabrics are they're just different from other ones they just are and I really you know I I know I have a a dog in the fight but I, I couldn't agree more I mean that's really what we focused on um that coupled with really incredible customer service which I know my team really values Abe and Mary Um, and I think people forget or don't realize that we're out of Nashville. So it's fun to remind people that we're not in LA, we're not in New York and not that I don't love both those cities and hold them dear to my heart, but it is a unique storyline. So it's fun to share in that way. And you know, it's funny because I, before, before you and I were like actually close enough that we actually had each other's numbers. I would reach out to your team and, and be like, oh, I need this, I need I need this. I would, I'm just like a really annoying person generally. I like am OCD with things. I'm like, oh my God, I think I forgot the shipping address. Oh my God, no. I think I did this. And every time you guys would always answer me being like, and I would always be like, I'm so sorry, I'm being so annoying. And every time it would be, I forget, Mary or somebody else being like, it's totally fine. Don't even worry. Happens all the time. It's all good. And like, it's just, I think that's also what kept me coming back because I think there's a really kindness in knowing that like, yeah, I was probably being pretty annoying and like Mary didn't have to, no, no, no. But like, I know my, but in that moment I was like, I remember it was Christmas. It was like, am I going to get my initials on my sweater? Like, is it going to be right? Is it not? And it's, 
really nice to have people come back to you and like be kind because you can get that automated response. You could just get that like, you could get that, yes, Alexa, do not worry. And instead I got like a real ass response like from a real fucking person who like was like, do not worry. I do this all the time. And it's that relatability that's like sometimes needed. And like, you know, I'm not going to name any big major websites, but those automated responses, I'm over. I like need love. I need realness from the, from brands. You know, I actually, I love that you say that because it's something we value and hold so dear. And, you know, Abe and Mary work really hard to make sure that all of our returns go along with every other component of the business so impeccably smooth. But that said, you know, Southwest is one of the only airlines that's profitable. Mm -hmm. And they're also one of the only airlines that offers free check bags. Um, check early check in, <laughs> and they have the best fucking customer service. And I say that because you know I, I've known this since college, and I've learned it time and again. And I think that if you really focus on the customer being right, and you cherish your clients and make them feel valued, then you're gonna win. So you know that's sort of how we feel at the very least. And like, I but, hope you know that I feel like I'm. It's not like it's like such a. Is it symbiotic when it's like both people? Yeah, it's such a symbiotic relationship. Like, and I feel and I feel this way with not just you. It's like Mary too. Like, I still feel the vibe. It's like within your company, I feel the vibe with whoever was like, you know, helping me out at that moment. It's right. just like, again, like a, a familial feeling. It's really nice. Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, I didn't touch on the the tie-dye component. Do you want me to go Yeah, I really, really do because I think that that is something that, like, listen, we're going to get into COVID right after this, but no one – COVID is going to be in our our textbooks, in our children's textbooks. Like, this will be something forever. And I think the tie-dye trend in the 90s was a crazy thing, but now here we are again, and it is 2020, and it is bigger than ever. Like, I've never not seen – I've never gone to – I've been staying out east and in New York City, and I've never not seen – so much tie-dye in my, I don't even know if I'm making sense, but I've never seen so much tie-dye in my entire living being. Absolutely. You know, I actually came back last year from Burning Man with a whole, uh, (laughs) (laughs) a whole download of thought catalogs in how I could offer, um, something unique while still providing my customers with the products that they know and love, which is simply terry cloth. Um, and that said, you know, my team and I started diving into how we could grow, you know, product develop. So we started tie-dyeing and um, it really took off because people loved the nature of requesting something that is quite literally one of a kind. It really, and and at the time it really was like such a thing that you could only order one, like it was like a very customizable only thing. Exactly. And you know, it's so funny because I've gotten a couple messages that, you know, you didn't come up with tie-dye. And for the record, I know that. <laughs> that is obviously, you know, dyeing fabrics has been a lot around for centuries, um, be it ombre, uh, isnic. I don't even get me started. There's so many unbelievable textiles. Absolutely. Thousands of years, be it dyed from berries or you name it. Um, but really the origins of tie dye, you know, you can see it in the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, it is the, the 
the birth of color and sunshine in the flower child era. You know, I certainly was not around for that. But if I were to, you know, embody any era, it would certainly be that. Hundred um, percent. And anyone who like looks at your profile after this will be like, she is sunshine. Like I get it now. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, my grandfather, uh, you know, his what dare I say peak, if you will, was in the late sixties. Um, and my mom and her identical twin were just the raddest chicks in the seventies and eighties. And I think that tie I just made sense to our storyline. And while it became a uh, you know, for lack of a better term, pandemic in the fashion world, I, you know, just happened to vibe with it a little bit beforehand. Yes. It's not, you know, it's not that I came up with it or even researched it, but it's just tie dye and it made sense for the brand. So I dove into it head first. Well, that's, I thought that was really cool. I thought it was really crazy. I remember texting you being like, it's crazy. Like we're tie dyeing at my house. Like I feel wrong doing this because like, this is what you do. And then I remember being like, I don't know how to do this. And you like told me exactly how to like, like rubber banded and whatever, but it's like a very hard thing to do. It's very, it's very, we've talked about this. It's tedious. There's lots of, uh, like, uh, dye on your hands that's left for like days it's just not for me so it is a talent and an art and something that like I don't believe anybody can just do and do well so I have to say like your designs specifically are really wonderful and listen I love many tie-dye brands you know that I fully love many and I support all of them but I do believe that you are ahead of the curve a little bit here and I'm not saying I think I know um, because I'll never forget, I'll never forget us talking in November about it and me being like, oh my God, you have tie dye sets and being like, that's interesting. And like, that was it. That was like at where it was left. And it was just so, it was just so funny how ahead of it you are. And it's just like so interesting now how it's become like the most, I mean, every human owns tie dye now. It's like absurd. It's so all over the place. It's just crazy. And one thing I just like briefly wanted to touch up on was that so many people, Boomer and I, my boyfriend, are always wearing, we're always in your clothing, like always in Bramley. So, you know, people are always really shocked to hear, you know, when I'm in a sweater that Boomer also wears that same sweater. And people are really shocked that, you know, the small that fits me is small that fits him. And then I always have to go into that it's unisex and that takes me back to equality and inclusivity. So is that, can you just like touch up on what made you want to do that? Is it because like, I mean, you know that I personally just love throwing on, I love that I can throw on my boyfriend's thing and he can honestly throw on mine too. I love that we have a communal clothing unit. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, there's a few variables here. So I personally have always loved baggier clothes. I uh, love an oversized whatever. I don't love that just by industry standards, there's gender uh, de- gender shapes. Yes. It drives me fucking crazy. Um, so, but, but to be honest, when I first started the company, the origin of the decision was that women's wear was so saturated, particularly vacation wear, that I thought, why not offer men something beautiful and simple and timeless, knowing that the women in their lives, whomever that may be, would dive in once they experience the product. I didn't need to convince women that terry cloth is fabulous. I needed to convince men that right. terry cloth is fabulous or that I had a really beautiful swimsuit to offer, which was the first product we ever made. Right. Um, 
It's funny so, that I was shown the brand by a man. Just want to put that out there. Right, right. And, and, but, but to your point, um, it made the product accessible to both men and women instead of my launching a women's brand because I'm a woman. You know, all of the men in my life, I have all male cousins. I've grown up with all boys. You know, I've been, you know, it's just, I, I, I've, that is my life experience. Absolutely. And that is the knowledge that I draw from. So creating a swimsuit and creating beautiful loungewear meant that I didn't have to sit around and look at their ugly ass pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. So that's sort of, you know, I don't know if I just went on a date. No, that was but. perfect. I just feel like so many people ask me about how we both wear the same thing. And I'm like, no, I bet if you and your significant other or whoever you're with, like put on something that was just maybe it, it, it's it's a different vibe, but that's that's what what Bramley's about. It's about vibing with exactly with your, the comfort of your skin and yes. exactly what I was saying before, like, equality. So like, as good as it looks on Boomer, it'll look just as good on me. Exactly. Like like straight up, like that's kind of I guess the best way to put it. The only reason we really introduced women's was a because there were wholesalers asking specifically for smaller sizing that could even eat with uh, women's sizing, if you will, if, with respect to the industry terminology. Yeah. Specifically offers someone your size. You're a very petite woman. Yeah. Um, a, like clothing that fits. For example, my other best friend Val. She's a she's your size, and therefore, until we offered women, she was not really able to wear it. Totally swallowed her. Um, so I was happy to offer that, but I didn't jump at it at first because so many people were, were buying both. And the good news is that people still buy both. If you prefer a, a little more sweater, cropped version, right? If you prefer a longer sweater or a baggier pant, then you have that option, and it doesn't matter. So yes. I like to think of one as you know a regular fit and one as a little bit of a, a petite. <laughs> totally. Like you have, you have the choice if you like genuinely want to get it for someone who's smaller. I mean, exactly. guys, I have, I have every version, so I'm not the judger here. So yeah, exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to go too deep, deep into this cause I like to keep it positive, but how did COVID affect your business? Because obviously we were all affected in every single which way, but I don't want to go, I don't want to get into too much negatives, but I think everyone in this state right now can't help but wonder how everyone has been affected. So how were you affected? Absolutely. Um, you know, fortunately, COVID um, gave my business the opportunity to grow more than it ever could. Absolutely. If I'm being really honest with you. Um, I think that our on-demand dye business model, coupled with individuals' desire to feel comfortable and still look put together during the peak work-from-home months, created a real desire for our product. Um our fabric is made in Los Angeles. Our product is produced right here in Nashville. So we weren't limited by the international limitations that a lot of brands experienced. Um, and that further validated our domestic storyline, which we do hold dear. Um, so, you know, I did watch some brands that I, you know, value and look up to I, I did watch them close and to be honest I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't scared at the beginning but um knowing that we put in the work and that we um you know pushed the loungewear and that we you know 
did, took the measures to get our product out there because it was appropriate for the time we were able to survive, um, if not thrive. And I understand like how valuable that is, um, you know, but it's pretty incredible. Um, and, you know, I was able to have that work from your garage time mm-hmm. because, you know, I've told you this, but our dye house closed. Right. Our dye house is in New Jersey. They're a small batch. Imagine a, a really giant washing machine. Yeah. That's what they do with our clothes. And they closed in March. So um, my team and I moved all of our operations to my house and we've sort of turned it into a home dye studio. And, you know, we have big dye pots boiling every day and um, it's worked. And thank God, I, you know, it's just one day at a time. And that's Guys, I just want to let you know, Christine and I do yoga privates and sometimes she'll be like, hold on one second. She'll literally be in the kitchen, like putting a pair of pants into a pot and another pair out and like putting them on the drying rack. And like, that's like the true, like the true, that's also like, I guess why like I like, feel so much for the brand because I see how much you put into it and how big of a part of every day of your life it is. It's not just something that you like see numbers of and whatnot, like your hands literally get dirty. Like literally she never has clean hands, guys. They're always like a million different colors, like actually except for right now because I think you may have thought we were videoing, but we're not because I look like shit. (laughs) (laughs) But no, she literally is like always getting her hands dirty and it's also kind of a kind of like who you are as a person you're always like willing to like really go the deepest and furthest in to find out like what's going to be the best and like we were talking about this earlier and I'm kind of just going on a different tangent but we were talking about tripping earlier and how it's kind of played into your creativity and whatnot so I kind of want to go into that before I get into your like personal life a little bit because I do believe I've talked to you about how I think psychedelics have changed my life and have made me creative and have made me a better yoga instructor even. And I want to know how it has changed your designs. Obviously there's when you take these psychedelics, there's a sensibility, there's a different, uh, you feel things differently. You see things differently and that changes the way that you are. You know, I, I firmly believe that I am the teacher I am because of the experiences I've had. So how do you think that psychedelics have helped your amazing designs that you've created, even from the fabrics to the dyeing to the choosing of the dyeing that guys doesn't bleed anywhere, which is very hard to find. So something I want to get into. We could literally spend an entire podcast. (laughs) And if anyone's interested, I would love to, but I want to know, just give me your paragraph of how psychedelics have affected your creativity. Okay. So here's my download. I will start by saying that I did not do drugs until the end of my sophomore year of college. So I was scared shitless of addiction and the many things that come with that and what that looked like. So, Mm -hmm. of course, I didn't dive in at all. Fast forward to a firmer understanding of myself and a really strong foundation of friendships at Vanderbilt. I felt comfortable trying things that uh, heightened my sense of creativity and self. So enter psychedelics. I absolutely think that if you are in a safe space uh, physically, mentally, and physiologically, there is no reason to not try some form of uh, LSD or mushrooms, depending on what it is you're comfortable with, with your personal boundaries. That said, 
Um, I would be lying if I told you that a myriad of the most beautiful things that I've come up with have been during a trip. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't really understand how profound that experience was until I was tripping at Burning Man and one of my now dear friends, Robin, who is a neuroscientist, was trying to come up with his thesis and had never taken a psychedelic before. <sighs> and I said, well, you know, I just I just took some. If, if you'd like to join me on this adventure, I'd love for you to understand what it means. So now, fast forward uh, four years, he wrote his thesis on the interconnectivity of the brain on psychedelics. That's amazing. And his findings are absolutely incredible in that um, your senses, be it sight, taste, sound, smell, are simply communicating with one another when you trip. And there's a common misunderstanding that you're out of control, that you see elephants in your yard, that you feel uh, someone outside of yourself, and that is simply not true. It is just that you feel more of yourself. Right. And more of your surroundings. Like maybe you've never felt. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and I think that's profound. Um, You know, and I do think that by tapping into the dialogue between these senses, you can get into something cooler than that. So anyway, I could go on for that about that for days, but I just wanted to be uh, precise and specific about what it was I shared on that. Absolutely. So is it okay if we get a little personal? Totally. Okay. I want you to tell us what an average day for Christina looks like. And you can mention absolutely anything. I don't hold back on here. So absolutely mention it all. No, of course. Um, You know, so I work out of my house. So it's very much a running joke that I never leave my home. So um, (laughs) I wake up really early. My partner's usually gone training at the gym by the time I'm up. But that's about 6 a.m. I wake up, feed my animals. Um... I sit down while they're eating and I read two of my books of daily meditations mm-hmm. um, and I journal while they eat. At that point, I usually pack my bong and I smoke so that um, my creative outlets in whatever capacity start flowing and I usually have a giant cup of coffee at that point. <laughs> um, I'll go for a walk and then I'll work out, get dressed. I'll fill two giant pots of water, put them on the stove light them and sit down at my desk to begin emails while they heat up. So that's usually from like six to eight 30. And you know, I obviously can get into any detail on any of that, but I didn't want to. No, I think, I think that that's perfect. I want to know, because I ask everybody this question because especially anyone who started their own business, there's so many come ups and come downs. Was there ever a moment that you wanted to give up? And if so, give me that story. Because like I said, I love a good come up and a good come down and a good come up. So give it to us. I love that. I was talking to my team about that this morning. Um, you know, there has never been a time where I've wanted to quit. Oh my God. There has absolutely never been a time when I've wanted to quit. Um, If anything, you know, Abe said this morning, there have been times that have made us want to work harder, um, be it adversity from a working relationship or a pushback about our age. I would say that the most significant 
pushback we've experienced is when people realize how old we are, just the three of us. Right. <laughs> and I think it really throws people off. You know, um, we had about two years of a really horrible production experience where we were creating the most beautiful samples. We were nailing down the sizing, the shrinkage, this, that, and the other. And the product by the hundreds was coming to us completely missized. I mean, inches, inches smaller than it should be. And while that's fine, um, in a sampling process, it puts you back tens of thousands of dollars right. um, in the long run. And that's why so many small businesses, I can't even imagine the setbacks that people like myself have experienced in my team. Um, that said, having the production facility manager fly down and walk into our warehouse and see his face, you know, this guy's 50 years old and it's Abe, Abe, Mary and I telling him that he has to measure all these products and, and figure out what went wrong. Um, it's always so interesting, you know, two girls and a guy and, and we're just, we don't know it, but we really operate behind email and when it becomes in person, it's always such an interesting, it's always such an interesting moment. I mean, I feel the same way about myself. I feel like if people haven't like heard like, if people haven't seen my Instagram, which is just another story, and then they hear my voice and then they meet me, it's just such a different, like, component of life. Oh, it's yeah. So, or, or you know what I can compare it to? No one knows I speak Spanish. I'm Colombian. When I whip out, when I whip out Spanish, people are like, ¿De verdad? I'm like, ¿De verdad? ¿Puedo hablar español? ¿Quieres hablar? <laughs> and it's like one of those things people are, people are like, oh my God, like, I didn't know you do this. Like, I had no idea you are behind that. So it's like, I, I can understand that people are like, oh my God, you young thing who knows all of this like information. Well, it's so funny you said the Spanish thing because the story that I was just telling where we had to have the head of the production facility fly down from <sighs> New Jersey that messed up this order. He and his uh, assistant were speaking Spanish, not knowing that I that you knew that's people's that's literally people's biggest mistake it's like my rule in my in my home with my mom and my sister like if someone's there who doesn't speak spanish like you don't speak spanish because not only like sometimes it happens it comes out it is what it is but like it usually means something not nice if like you're doing something again like not because somebody else can't do it they're talking about the sizing and yeah they're right the sizing is totally off and i look at mary and i'm like they're 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 validating what we're saying like right literally now. no it goes always so you okay know, it's cool. non-stop but no i've never wanted to quit i guess circle back but you've had but you've had tough moments significant challenges i mean significant significant challenges that's it's like it's important for me to hear that and for other people to hear that because they just think people see something beautiful amazing curated great website great instagram great everything but then they're like bet nothing bad has ever happened. And it's like, no, 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 we have all experienced like rough moments, like whatever beautiful picture you see always has like a story behind it. And it's just, you know, one of those things that I, I always like to, I love the good side, but I also like to hear the bad side. Cause I think that's what makes us real people. Oh my God. FedEx charged us $30,000 once for a shipment. Um, yeah, you can ask Abe about that one one time. <laughs> oh my God. Happened to be checking our FedEx account, and they charged us for a six hundred dollar. That's out of control. Freight shipment. It that's, was freight shipment. That's just so, out of control. But they put it on a plane. That's out of control. 
It absolutely. I mean, we all passed out and it was solved. But I mean, every single day, you just take one day at a time. And that's the best you can do. So I know that you know I love love. How does your significant other play a role in all of this? Is he a muse? Is he a key player? Or is he not even into it all? Tell us about your relationship and how your vibes collide. Because let's be real. T is cool as fuck. Literally... (laughs) He color blocks better than anyone I know. <laughs> oh, he's the best. He's the best. Anyone that knows him would agree. Um, you know, he has been amused definitely since day one. When we were living in Los Angeles, he would wake up at 4 o'clock every morning and go swimming. And he would lay his wet swimsuit over the bathtub. And I hated that swimsuit. I thought, <laughs> there's got to be something better. <sighs> and that's ultimately what sent me to the West Hollywood Library, where I found myself every night, you know, finding textiles and researching different swimsuits that uh, that would be better for him. That's so, that's so really- cool. I had no, again, I had no idea that that's like... Yeah, that's sort of the origin of it all. And it was either Vilbacan or Oliver Brown um, or H&M. There wasn't an in-between. And, and now now there are, but at the time there weren't. Right. Um, and not only that, but he's the most helpful human on the face of the earth. If he has a moment of free time, he's helping me. Um, so, you know, of course he inspires me, but I think that his, his role is really uh, making my... I, I describe my brain as the little boy holding on to the up balloons. It's sort of like, hold so on. <laughs> That's sort of, you know, he's my wrangler and he's fantastic and he's really just such a blessing and I really am so grateful for him. That's amazing. So I'm going to close this out a little bit, but I wanted to ask you one final thing and then that's, you know, what we can expect next from Brownlee and yourself. I know that I've been I know I saw you do like a a cool airstream like spaced out like uh (laughs) moment um but what is like I know it's really it's really every day with COVID it's day by day even you know me being a yoga teacher I teach outside it's every day is a new day but what can we expect from you like what's the next thing or what are you like try what do you try it's Everything is a trying thing right now. Exactly. And I want you to remember that. I don't want you to, like, have a perfect answer. Like, it's okay. CDC is no, not going to, like, not hurt us. <laughs> say the only thing we're sure of is the products we're releasing for fall. Um, of course, just this week, um, we are releasing a Terry Cloth t-shirt and a Terry Cloth short. But for fall, you know, knowing that people want loungewear, knowing right. that... COVID isn't going anywhere. Right. Knowing that people love Terry Cloth, we just elaborated on the collection that already existed. We're releasing a Terry Cloth half zip. We're releasing a Terry Cloth palazzo pan. We're releasing a Terry Cloth crew neck sweater. Um, you know, I, you know, Mary's working, you know, tirelessly to get that, that product and that, you know, collection out and, and, and out and in the market and we're really excited to you know shoot that from September um, and, and Abe's been making the website so incredibly beautiful so you know I'm just so grateful for my team but really the only thing that we're sure of right now is product that's and amazing I mean I think that's amazing also that it's like for a while you were like it, it wasn't as in demand and now you're like oh I know the next the next six months are going to be in demand like that's a really cool thing to like know as much hard work as it is it's amazing work I hope you know I hope and, and like you said it's one day at a time but at least if you continue to make 
a small amount of SKUs in small batches, you can really learn from your purchases and understand what your clients want. And I think that that's like, you know, one of the most important mechanisms for growth. Absolutely. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on The Vibe, my babe. You are such a light. You have really become someone that I admired pre-knowing you, but now actually really knowing you as a friend and, you know, as our many practices of yoga. And, you know, we this has been a virtual relationship. So it's something that we've really gotten close. And I really thank you for coming on here and sharing your story and, it's not easy to get on here and say, like, talk about your life and your family or where your inspiration comes from or any of that. So I'm really appreciative of that. And, you know, again, you are a vibe and that's why I wanted you to come on here. So I just want to thank you again. And, you know, I love you so very much. Well, I'm so grateful for you having me on here and I love you very much. And, you know, anytime you want to elaborate on any of this, I'm here. Absolutely. I love you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to The Vibe.